Hey, everybody. This is Kelly from True Crime IRL, and I have a fun announcement. This December, I am joining forces with the captain from True Crime Garage, and we are doing a live show together. It's a true crime show. Well, yeah, that's that's what we do, Captain. True crime. First, I'd like to say hello. Thanks for joining me. Uh, and and me. I will be there too, Kelly from True Crime IRL. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some of our favorite and most controversial cases that we have covered. And we're going to do a little Q&A session. I'm going to be asking the captain a lot of questions that you're going to want to know the answers to. There's a good question. Here's one I get asked a lot. Captain, how do you maintain your sexiness? Um, no, we will not be talking about your sexiness at this show, Captain. We're going to be talking about true crime. I don't mean to correct your expertise, but you missed something. What I miss? Could tell them what the location possibly was. Oh, right, right, right. The Blind Pig at 120 North Walnut Street in Champaign, Illinois. It seems at least on this property that there was actual buildings wow nothing gets past you yes it's a building there are buildings we are doing our show in a building called the blind pig and it's a bar so if you want to join the captain and I for an amazing night of true crime and fun, beers and blood, mayhem and murder, it's really about setting the tone for the show. Join us at the Blind Pig Company, 120 North Walnut Street in Champaign, Illinois, on Saturday, December 11th at 6 p.m. Go to captainfathands.com slash events to buy your tickets. Check it out. And until then, lock your doors, people. Bye-bye. Cheers. How many people do you think will be coming? 2011. Mm, No, probably not. Welcome to True Crime IRL, true crime in real life. I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. from True Crime IRL and I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving and that you're having a fun Black Friday, getting your shopping done, enjoying your family, your friends. I am doing the same exact thing. I'm home with my kiddos, with my dog, and you can probably hear him walking around in the background right now. He's kind of loud. Sorry. He's elderly. (laughs) So if you've been listening to the show from the very beginning, you know that I used to do these more lighthearted, quick little daily mini-episodes called The Murder 
minutes. And I would quickly summarize a case as fast as I could in one or two minutes, but I got really busy. I know that's a bad excuse, and I stopped doing them, but... I've actually had a lot of feedback on these little baby mini-episodes, and a few of you have said that you liked them and you kind of miss them. So my question for you is, did you like them? Do you miss them? And do you want me to bring them back? Would you like me to do a murder minute every morning like I used to? Just let me know. My thought process on these was that I would eventually do a full episode on each of these stories, but there are several that I actually haven't covered yet. Today's episode is actually a montage of nine Murder Minute episodes that I've done that so far haven't been made into full episodes. So listen to them and do me a favor. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok if you don't already at True Crime IRL, all one word, and tell me which one of these you would like to hear more about. I really love to get listener feedback and I'd love to hear your thoughts. This is your True Crime IRL Murder Minute, and I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. And this is the story of the Death House of Greenwich Village. There's a beautiful brownstone brick home that blends in with all the others on West 10th Street in Greenwich Village. But the history that's taken place inside its walls is anything but beautiful. 22 people have died in the home, referred to as the House of Death. And a few of its tenants are said to still reside there in the afterlife. Several well-known names of dwelled at this residence, including Mark Twain, who is said to still haunt the building. Some pretty horrific things have happened here, including famous former attorney Joel Steinberg beat his partner Hedda Nesbaum's six-year-old daughter to death in the house. Steinberg was convicted of first-degree manslaughter, but was out on parole in 2004. Besides this tragic death, the house was also the site of numerous suicides and other tragic and mysterious passings. I'm Kelly Barron's and this has been your Murder Minute, the death house of Greenwich Village. So, are some houses just cursed? Or is this all one crazy bad coincidence? I don't know, but what I do know is that you need to lock your doors, people. Whether you live in a brownstone, a farmhouse, or a mansion in the hills, but especially if you live in a house of death, lock those doors. Bye-bye. Welcome to True Crime IRL. I'm Kelly Barron's Brink, and this is the TCIRL Murder Minute. Ever wonder what makes an otherwise normal person into a serial killer? Well, that's a question that's plagued psychologists for years, but we do know a few contributing factors can be a history of abuse, previous trauma, past head injuries, and there's also a set of three factors that can be predictive of whether or not someone becomes a serial killer and it's called the McDonald Triad. The McDonald Triad was first proposed by psychiatrist J.M. McDonald, who believed that these three things, first, cruelty to animals, second, an obsession with fire setting, and lastly, persistent bedwetting, are linked to violent or homicidal behaviors later in life. The McDonald Triad has been present in many criminals and murderers, including the well-known serial killer Ed Kemper. So next time little Johnny reaches for the matches after kicking the dog and wetting the bed, watch out. 
you might just have a future serial killer on your hands. This has been the True Crime IRL Murder Minute, and I'm Kelly Barron's Brink, reminding you to lock your doors, people. Just lock them. Lock those doors. Bye-bye. Welcome to True Crime IRL. This is the Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. And I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. This is the double homicide of Willard Woodring and Richard Buchanan. On October 9th, 1960, Willard Woodring, 42 years old, owner and operator of a house of prostitution, commonly referred to as the Hawkeye Hotel, and Richard Buchanan, 49, a customer, were shot and killed during a robbery by a young male gunman in a black leather jacket who was accompanied by a young redhead in a lavender dress. It wasn't me, I swear. Police immediately launched a three-state search for the man and the woman. They were thought to have been armed with an automatic pistol, and they were driving with an Illinois license plate on their car. Police were satisfied that the motive was probably robbery, although $600 was found in one of the victim's pockets. Although there were several eyewitnesses of the killers, and many reports of them being seen even after the murder, the murders of Willard Woodring and Richard Buchanan are still unsolved today and remain on Iowa's list of cold cases. And that's your True Crime IRL Murder Minute. One murder in one quick little minute. And I'm Kelly Barron's Brink. Stay tuned for a full episode coming out soon in just a few days. But until then, lock your doors, people. Even if you run a brothel, lock those doors. Lock that brothel door and don't get killed. Don't open it for redheads in lavender dresses. Just lock it. Lock it. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Kelly. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to True Crime IRL. Because of your support, our show has grown a lot over the last few months. I especially wanted to thank Jennifer, Chelsea, and Sarah, all from my home state of Iowa, for dropping a tip into the TCIRL tip jar. You guys, your donations go such a long way in helping to keep the lights on, so to speak. And I thank you. If you would like to support the show, there are a few ways to do that. First, you can go to truecrimeirl.com and click on the donate button on the middle right side of the homepage to drop a tip into the tip jar. Next, you can unlock lots of special features by becoming a patron. Just go to patreon.com slash truecrimeirlpodcast for more information on supporting the show. You can buy True Crime IRL merch on the website truecrimeirl.com and click on merch in the top menu. And finally, subscribe to the show and review it. Your five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen is a huge help in getting the word out about the podcast. Again, thank you so much to those who donated recently. You are amazing and I can't thank you enough. Welcome to True Crime IRL. This is the Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. Hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Let's get right to it. This is the story of Gertrude Banaszewski, the torture mother. In 1965, police found the emaciated body of 16-year-old Indianapolis resident Sylvia Likens. You've probably heard about her before. She was covered in cigarette burns and sprawled out on a filthy mattress in the home of 37-year-old Gertrude Banaszewski. According to Indianapolis Monthly, 
Sylvia and her sister Jenny boarded with Banaszewski because their parents were carnival workers and traveled a lot. The girl's father paid Banaszewski $20 a week in exchange for housing his daughters. If the money arrived late, Banaszewski took out her anger on the girls. Eventually, she focused her beatings on Sylvia alone. Banaszewski was the mother of seven children, all of whom lived in the house and partook in the violent and sadistic attacks against Sylvia. Neighborhood kids, some as young as 10 years old, were invited to join and watch. No one reported anything. Sylvia was beaten to death. Banaszewski apparently forced a neighbor to call the police and tell them Sylvia ran away. When police arrived to the home, Jenny Likens, Sylvia's younger sister, apparently whispered to one of the officers, Get me out of here and I'll tell you everything. Banaszewski got 20 years in prison and then was released. She moved to Iowa, changed her name, and died of lung cancer in 1990. The others, who were mainly children, all got away with short sentences, if any. A big F you to Gertrude. We never wanted you in Iowa anyway. This has been the Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. On True Crime IRL with Kelly Barron's Brink. See you next time. Until next time, lock your doors, people. Lock your doors. Lock those doors. Welcome to True Crime IRL's Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. Hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Let's get down to it. This is the murder of Myrtle Cook. In September of 1925, Myrtle Cook was shot dead in her Vinton, Iowa home, a few days after publishing the names of suspected bootleggers. She was sitting in her window seat, rehearsing a speech, when an unknown assailant shot her through the heart, killing her within the hour. Cook was not a well-liked citizen and was a member of both the KKK and the Women's Christian Temperance Union, both organizations that supported prohibition. Cook's death to this day remains a mystery, though many think it was one of the bootleggers she exposed. Myrtle, you should have kept mum and you wouldn't have gotten murdered. And that's your Murder Minute on True Crime IRL, hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. One murder in one minute. Have a great day, and lock your doors, people. Lock those doors. Welcome to True Crime IRL's Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. Hosted by Kelly Baron Brink. Today I'm going to talk about the disappearance of Jody Husentrout. Jody Husentrout was a well-known and well-liked anchorwoman for a TV station in Mason City, Iowa. On the morning of June 27, 1995, she was supposed to work at 4 a.m. but slept in. A co-worker called her and she left home shortly after but Jody never showed up to work. A co-worker went to her apartment and found some of her belongings were scattered around her car. It appeared that a struggle had taken place and she was probably abducted. Jody had no known enemies, so police thought it may have been a crazed stalker who abducted her and probably killed her soon after. No trace of her was ever found and her case remains unsolved, though she was legally declared dead in 2001. What happened to Jody Husentrout? Her disappearance has been the subject of numerous television shows, news clips, podcasts, and TV TV specials, and it's a case we're going to delve deeper into later in a full episode of True Crime IRL. But until then, this has been your Murder Minute on True Crime IRL. One murder in one minute. Hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Until next time, lock your doors, people. Just lock those doors. Come on. Click it. Shut it. Lock it. Super easy. Bye-bye.
Welcome to True Crime IRL. This is the Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. And I'm your host, Kelly Barron's Brink. Rotten hell, you bastard. Those were the last words Lawrence Harris heard from family members of Kendra Suing, 10 years old, and Alicia Suing, 8 years old, as sheriff's deputies led him out of a packed courtroom bound in chains to serve two consecutive life sentences for the girls' murders. 25-year-old Lawrence Douglas Harris was described as a fantastic stepfather to his two stepdaughters. That is, until he began practicing witchcraft and things got a little out of control. 32-year-old Marla Harris, the girl's mom, reported that her husband, Lawrence, described himself as a pagan, and he frequently practiced spells to keep people around him happy and healthy. She knew he was into some dark things, and she just asked him to keep it out of the house. Until one night he said he had been casting a spell that had gone bad, and that the spell could have had severe consequences. Mom, Marla, was at work, while Lawrence was in charge of caring for the two girls. Harris stabbed and strangled the two young girls before setting the house on fire to cover up his crime. Hey Larry, guess what? You're not a witch or a warlock. You're just an idiot. And you give witchcraft a bad name. Sorry Larry, this spell was an epic failure. You'll have lots of time to practice in prison for the rest of your life. And that's your True Crime IRL Murder Minute. One murder in one quick little minute and i'm kelly barons brink stay tuned for a full episode coming out soon in just a few days but until then lock your doors people lock those doors bye-bye Day, mate. Yep, sorry, that's my best Australian accent. I'm Kelly Barron's Brink from True Crime IRL, and this is the True Crime IRL Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. Let's get started. This is the story of Catherine Knight. More like Catherine Nightmare, am I right? Catherine Knight was the first Australian woman to be given life in prison without parole. Knight stabbed her husband to death then skinned him, cooked him, and placed his body parts on plates with name place cards next to them to feed to her children. (coughs) Oh, sorry, Catherine. I think I lost my appetite. And this was not the first thing that Catherine did that should have sounded alarm bells in her husband's head, because on their wedding night, she actually tried to strangle him. Catherine's own mother warned her husband that if he ever crossed her, she would kill him. Stay tuned for a future full episode all about Catherine Knight and her messed up story. This has been the True Crime IRL Murder Minute. One murder in one minute. Until next time, lock your doors, people. Bye-bye. This is the True Crime IRL Murder Minute with Kelly Barron's Brink. And I'm here to tell you the story of the I 
1970s Strangler. From the 1980s until 1996, Herbert Baumeister would go to gay bars and pick up men and lure them back home to his indoor pool to kill them. The pool area was set up very strangely with a bunch of mannequins that looked like they were enjoying a pool party. Hey, I'm not kink shaming or anything. I mean, to each their own, but this guy was creepy as fuck. Just one look at his picture and you can see the murder vibes in his eyes. He strangled at least two dozen men, dumped many of their bodies along I-70 in Indiana, and buried several more on his own property. And like a true coward, he fled to Canada and committed suicide before he could be brought to trial. This has been your True Crime IRL Murder Minute. One murder in one minute, and I'm Kelly Barron's Brink. Until next time, lock your doors, people, and don't go home with weirdos. Lock those doors. Bye-bye. So what do you guys think? Which murder minute should I do a full episode on in the near future? Remember to shout out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at True Crime IRL, all one word, and let me know what you think. Don't forget that True Crime Thursday night at Franklin Street Brewing is coming up December 9th at 6 p.m. And we're going to be talking about the Jean Benet Ramsey case. So you're not going to want to miss that. And I'm doing another live show on December 11th with the captain from True Crime Garage. And you should definitely come to it. It's in Champaign, Illinois, and you can find all the details and buy your tickets online at captainfathands.com slash events. This is Kelly Barron's Brink reminding you to stay safe this holiday season, everyone. Thank you for listening. I love you all, and I'm so thankful for you. I'm humbled that my voice is going into your ear holes right now, and I'll see you again next week. Until then, lock your doors, people. Bye-bye. True Crime IRL is written, produced, and hosted by Kelly Barron's Brink. Please subscribe to True Crime IRL wherever you get your podcast and consider leaving a five-star review. Go to truecrimeirl.com for more information. Support the show by becoming a Patreon donor. Go to patreon.com slash truecrimeirlpodcast. You can also support the show by leaving a tip in the TCIRL tip jar. Go to truecrimeirl.com and click on the donate button or buy merch in the TCIRL merch shop truecrimeirl.com slash merch. Watch True Crime IRL on YouTube at youtube.com slash kellybrinktv. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at truecrimeirl, all one word. True Crime IRL theme music is produced by the captain at True Crime Garage. 